friends, and welcome to Hope Worth Repeating, a weekly podcast segment of Behind the Mic Podcast with Mike Stone. So glad to be here with you today. I'm Amanda Valentine, and every week I get to host this amazing podcast about hope worth repeating. And basically what we do here is we take an author and their work, I pull quotes from that, and hopefully those quotes will inspire you and bring you some hope. And maybe you may even wanna dive deeper uh, by, by purchasing the book yourself or by checking it out at your local library or whatever you may want to do. Um, that way we can look at what other successful people or other people in the trenches are doing to keep hope as a part of their lives. So I'm so glad that you're here today. I have a question for you. Uh, Where would you say that your level of peace is today? Um, You know, let's let's go on a scale of like zero to 10. So zero is like, I have zero peace. I am a mess. My insides are just like ringing. Um, I can't think straight. I can't focus. I don't sleep. I'm not eating well or, you know, just my eating habits aren't good. Um, I, I feel zero peace at all times. Okay. That's, that's zero. And then let's go to 10. 10 is like, you know, you're on the beach and the waves are coming in. It's beautiful and it's peaceful. It's the ocean. And it's not because you live there and work there. It's because you're just relaxing there. And that's the kind of peace that you have. So, um, and, and, and I'm talking about not like outward peace, but it's that feeling of, of that peace internally in your soul where you feel like your body's relaxed your shoulders are down you know you're you're not tense anywhere in your body and you're also not feeling that ringing sensation and tightening sensation in your soul in your spirit in your gut but there's that um where you feel peace um so where would you put yourself honestly on that scale right now, zero to 10. And then the second question I want to ask you today is where do you want your peace level to be? Um, most people would say, of course, I want, I want there to be level 10 peace all the time. And, but the truth is, is that oftentimes we thrive on pressure and you'll hear a lot of people say, I work best under pressure. Um, we thrive on drama, um, We've just been accustomed to seeing these things play out on social media and on the news channels and our adrenaline just keeps going and we live from crisis to crisis. So to say, yes, I want a level 10 piece and then to do what it takes to get there, two totally different things, right? And that's why I'm excited today to feature uh, a book that really understands that peace does not come automatically. Chaos comes automatically. And today I'm featuring the author Morgan Harper Nichols and her book, Peace is a Practice. I have it here uh, with me today because my iPad has gone MIA. So I am going the old fashioned way, which for me is the new fashioned way because I am a pen and paper kind of person. I'm a to-do list person. Um, I, I download all these great apps that people recommend and then I never use them. So I keep paper everywhere. 
So my notes today are not digital. They are on a pad of paper right in front of me. So um, yeah, maybe you are the digital calendar, digital reminders, digital to-do lists, and then you've got, I'm on the other extreme. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm the one at the grocery store still with the paper list. So um, yeah, I'm the one that still carries around a daily planner. So there's my level of peace right there. <laughs> but anyways, um, I wanna feature her today because she understands that peace is something that takes practice. To live in that state of peace is not something we can will ourselves to do. It is not something that happens overnight. It takes practice. It takes the willingness to develop a new rhythm. In fact, the byline of her book, Peace is a Practice, says an invitation to breathe deep and find a new rhythm for life. It really is about finding a new rhythm, deciding to get off of whatever treadmill or hamster wheel or you know whatever the analogy is in deciding to practice peace. So I think you're going to enjoy her work. You know, she Morgan Harper Nichols um, came on the scene uh, it's you know not too long ago really and it, when you think about the timing of things and she's become very uh, popular on social media accounts. She has over 2 million followers. And she's known for her digital artwork, which is beautiful, and her sayings. And most of the things that she posted, especially in the beginning, were responses to other people reaching out to her and saying, this is where I am in life. This is my struggle. This is my chaos. This is, you know, my hopelessness. This is my loneliness. And she would listen um, intuitively and she would respond with this beautiful digital artwork and specific sayings back to that person about what is also true in that season. What is also true in a season, the season of winter, while spring is coming, right? Um, so I have a lot of respect for Morgan Harper Nichols because of her listening in such a noisy culture and caring about the individual um, so much that she takes the time to respond to the one. And that's very meaningful in this day and age. So uh, here's some, a few things from her book that I think are really powerful. The first is a set of questions that she asks us to look at and ponder and go a little deeper on. And the first one is, what can I learn right here? Um, what can I learn right here? Even in the chaos, even in where I am right now, what can I learn? And for me, I know when I first saw this question, what can I learn is I have control over how I respond to things. I can choose to jump in to the chaos pool or I can choose to practice the pause. I can choose to take a step back and evaluate. I can choose to breathe. There are many things that are my, my choice. So I learned really in a season of chaos that I don't have to let the chaos completely invade my peace. That's something I can learn. The second question she asks, I think is also really important. What can I pay attention to right now? And there are times 
where our attention is just limited, you know, where maybe we're in survival mode or transition mode. And what can we really pay attention to? Uh, for instance, you know, my kids are on spring break this week. So what can I pay attention to right now? Well, I can pay attention to my daughter because she's home from school this week and I can spend more time with her. And so what can I pay attention to right now? And, and another way that I ask myself this question is, what can I do right now to get the peace that I want? Sometimes that's doing something on my to-do list. You know, sometimes it's making a phone call. Um, a lot of times it's getting myself back present in the moment, getting myself moving, those kinds of things. So what can I pay attention to right now? The third one uh, is what invitations are disguised as interruptions? What invitations are disguised as interruptions? We get so many interruptions in our day. And sometimes we get to a level of frustration where our peace is not good. And because we constantly get interrupted. And then there's a lot of people that associate disrespect with being interrupted. And so then we feel disrespected because of the interruptions. And if, if only some people understood how important my life is, you know, um, that kind of thing. So if I look as an interruption sometimes as maybe this is an invitation, that can change my perspective on things. So I want to uh, share with you too, she has a list in her book um, of what practicing peace is not and what it is. So I think this is important because we can get in our heads, okay, practicing peace, that sounds kind of like existential, like transcendental, like, is that something I can touch? I, I don't get it. I'm not a super, you know, like um, intuitive person. So is this something I can really do? So let me share with you what she says. So I'm quoting these directly from her, her book, Pieces of Practice. So practicing peace is not, these are things that we would say, everything's okay, I promise. Or I'll be fine, don't worry about me. Or I just want everyone to be happy. Or I won't mention what bothered me, I'm just trying to keep the peace. Or finally, I'll just stay out of politics. <laughs> I'm not even gonna touch that one today, <laughs> but um, let me tell you what practicing peace is, what she says. These are some of the statements you might say when you're practicing peace. The first one is, it's hard to say this, but I'm not okay. Or it's not easy for me to ask, but I do need help. Or I can no longer live to please everyone. Or I will courageously pursue a safe space to speak directly about what I'm feeling right now. Or I am equipped to have hard conversations knowing even those moments are wrapped in grace. When I choose to be present, there is room for learning growth, healing, and restorative justice. I love that. And then following that list, she says this, quote, practicing peace is the willingness to go beyond initial reactions and get down to the ones that remind us that amid our fears, the river still flows. The river of peace can still flow. A lot of it has to do with how we react, how we address things. And like she was talking about initial reactions. Oftentimes our initial reaction 
is not going to bring us peace. It's not going to bring peace to a conversation. It's not going to bring peace to a relationship. Um, the, our initial reaction. In fact, I used to joke with people that I would not give my first response or my 20th. It was usually the 21st response that was finally safe for me to give <laughs> with all the stuff that was flowing through my head. And so that's one of the ways that we practice peace is letting our, letting our initial reaction go down the river and taking that time that we need and being honest with ourselves. Another thing she shares is to practice peace, we need to look for the light. Look for the light. You know, life is full of light and shadows. Um, of course, sunlight brings people so much help mentally. I mean, just in so many different ways. The sunshine is so good for us. It's so good for nature. She talks about looking for the light everywhere, though. Where is there light? And when you're struggling to find peace, finding light is a very good practice. What is shining bright around me? Maybe a good question to ask yourself. Uh, she says this, quote, in learning to hold both shadow and light, I have been able to practice peace in my daily life. That's powerful because oftentimes we want to hold light, but we don't want to hold shadow. And I'm reminded of, you know, the book of Job where it says, are we only to accept the good things from God and not the hard things that come? You know, there's another scripture that says, it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. We learn to hold both shadow and light as we continue to practice peace. After this point of the book, she really dives into what does that new rhythm look like? So I'm gonna let her explain that to you when you pick this book up and dive deeper. Um, but I do believe there is hope for peace, even in chaos, whether it's chaos in your home, in your workplace, in the world, in politics, whatever, wherever you, the chaos is for you, there is hope for peace. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so glad that you chose to join me. I hope that these principles can begin to help you build a practice of peace for yourself, to go a little bit deeper and to be honest with those around you about your level of peace, to be able to hold both shadow and light. I want to encourage you to share and subscribe and rate and review our Hope Worth Repeating podcast so it can go everywhere that God wants it to go. We want to spread the hope of Jesus and spread the hope that there is still peace available to us. I also want to encourage you to join um, behind the mic conversations with Mike Stone released every Sunday. It's a great podcast that you're also going to want to like and share and subscribe to um, conversations of grace and hope that are happening on that podcast every week. Before we go, I do just want to uh, pray a prayer. Um, and I've prayed this prayer before, but it is the serenity prayer. And this is a prayer that brings me a lot of peace. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you, friends. 
I'll see you next time on Hope Worth Repeating.